morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour live on this Thursday, August the 16th. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. The physical delivery of wealth insurance. It is what we do, and we do it better than anybody out there on the planet today. We keep you in the know. We keep everybody comfortably disturbed out there. I hope you're all having a fantastic morning. Uh, As we get ready for the weekend, we got this great event happening up in Colorado at, at Grandpa's Gun and Pawn on Saturday from 11 to 3, uh, you know, we, we try our best. And for those of you that know me really well, you'll know that this is true. That without my wife, I'm really pretty much worthless. Matter of fact, if there was a Hall of Fame for worthless, uh, significant others, I'd be a first ballot Hall of Famer for sure. Uh, you know, the story I told the other day about the tools not being on, that's a fact. Three weeks ago, our toilet backed up. And without my wife even asking, because normally she just doesn't, I actually plunged it. I don't know why I did, but I did. And I was so proud of myself, and I went out to tell my wife, hey, I did it. And she just looked at me like, are you kidding me? Really? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, you know, give me some props here. I did something. Uh, Speaking of people that are the same, Jason and Brian and I, we're all the same. Our wives are better at stuff than we are. And uh, I've got Brooke Walker. I got Jason's wife on the phone. She's actually the one that is helping us with the event because she knows, you know, we're, we're not good. And when we need help, and so uh, Brooke, Brooke, are you are you there? I am. Hi, Joe. How are you? I'm doing good. Dropped ah. our son off at school for high school today, and oh, was today the first day for Colorado? Um, yeah, they. I think the rest of the district started yesterday, and they got an extra day where Jack goes to school, so he's ready well, to go. That's a big day. First day of yeah. high school. So, and I heard Jack was on the air? He was, yeah. Wow. Um, We're trying to train him early. Yeah. You know, get, getting ready for this next generation to take over. Now, Jason very strategically got you involved in the event for this weekend. I noticed that you posted it, uh, the details of the event on our Facebook page. Yes. And then can you share with everyone, give us the rundown. Who's going to be there? What time is it? All the things that we got going on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So like you said earlier, Saturday the 18th, and that's from 11 to 3. And uh, Jason and Brian are going to be live on the radio from 11 to 12. So come on out to see them, and that'll be a lot of fun. Um, Meet the guys at Grandpa's Pond. It's a great group of guys. And uh, they listen to the show, too, so they're excited. And uh, it's just a really neat place to come see so many things. And Rod's a, I know Jason has said that um, Rod's an avid hunter, so there's lots of game on the walls and just tons of fun stuff. So You and Jason have been there, and, and you've seen the place. 
Yeah. Yep, Jason was helping him the, uh, last week, I think. He was wrestling on an alligator off the wall. <laughs> <laughs> you can have like a zoo-like, you know, of course they're not live animals, but like a zoo-like experience while you're you're looking at lawnmowers or guns or they got, they got uh, hunting gear and all that other stuff there as well. Yeah. Now let me ask you this. There's going to be some vendors there. I know we're going to be there. Uh, Toppers Pizza. Uh, did you have the location? There's more than one Toppers. There's there's several of them in the Colorado Wyoming area. Correct. Right. Yep. There's a Longmont on Ken Pratt, and then there's one in Loveland on East 29th Street, and uh, Greeley on Center Place. It's just right off of Highway 34. And in Cheyenne on 17th Street, and then Laramie on Grand Avenue. So they're all owned by the same owner, and they're generously giving us a good deal on pizzas. And so yeah, uh, if you live in one of those areas, and, go and visit they're, them. They're, we want them to come on board and be a part of our growing KHNC family up there on the Front Range. And we're asking all of our listeners, if you're up on the Front Range, let's face it, at least what, once a week, once a month for sure, uh, you're ordering pizza, uh, put it back where you found it, give Toppers a call, make sure you let them know, too. Let them know that you heard about it on KHNC, and let's show them what we can do, and, and let's try to get them in the fold. Uh, there's going to be uh, another vendor there as well, correct, Brooke? Yeah, that's U.S. Law Shield. And I was just reading on their website a little more. Um, sounds like a great, a great company. Um, they provide legal defense. It's a membership cro- program. So if you should ever need to use your firearm or another lawful weapon, they're there to defend you if and when that needs to happen. And um, you can check them out on uslawshield.com for more information. And somebody will be there to answer questions and tell you more about that. Well, and you think about it in today's society, right? And we know, listen, we can pretend uh, that it's not happening, but we know that it is, you know, the whether it's the homeless population, the drug issues and all those things, defending your, your house and your family becoming more and more prevalent. Uh, so they'll be there as well. Brooke, thank you so much for helping us. Our better halves are showing their better side. Patreon Radio News Tower, we'll be back after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Make sure uh, in Colorado to check out the event uh, from eleven to three this Saturday. Uh, I know Brooks going to be out there. Jason's going to be out there. Brian's going to be out there. I got the other vendors. Topper's Pizza's going to be out there. Uh, it, it, I'll tell you too. If you're one of those business owners that's thinking about, hey, I want I want to get involved in what. Uh, what KHNC is doing up there and become an advertiser, come on the air with us in the afternoon and have us talk, uh, say good things about you to everybody. Uh, talk to Jason uh, while you're at the event. And, and uh, everybody else, I just hope you go out there, uh, enjoy the food, check out uh, uh, Rod's place. I know that he's, he's like the second largest gun dealer in all of, all of Colorado. Uh, so make sure you, you, you represent and let him know uh, how much we appreciate, you know, and really you start thinking about uh, all the things that are happening now, and almost I'll, I'll call it the political, the left-wing political correctness of the media now, and they're trying to, to stifle the voices out there. 
uh, make sure that, that we don't allow it to happen. Uh, and we've got a great venue up there with the radio station up there to allow uh, all of these messages to get through and, and support the people that support them. I like to call it in, putting it back where you found it uh, and doing business with, with us and, and all of our uh, all the advertisers up there. Same thing here in Phoenix. Listen, you want to advertise on, on uh, KXXT, call me. I'll help you out. I'll put you in contact with them. Uh, they're a great place to do business. And uh, we'll just make it work for everybody. That's how it works, right? You support one another, and uh, good things end up happening. We got a lot going on today. We had a gold and silver are rallying after getting uh, taken to the woodshed yesterday. Uh, silver really strong today, uh, fourteen seventy-five on silver. You know, think about silver yesterday was all the way down to about 14 and a quarter, so it's already tacked on uh, 50 cents this morning. Of course, that is reflective today in the pricing. 2018 Silver Eagles today, 365, right? 50 cent move, that's a, that's an extra 10 bucks a roll. Uh, there are no back dates. We keep talking about how all of the the silver, excess silver supply, the, the gold supply has dried up during this pullback. Uh, we'll have to see how it lasts. There's uh, been a the dollar was down today as Turkey had gotten some money from Qatar and and I think uh, I'm sure the Chinese are involved there as well. At least for today, we'll see what tomorrow brings. We had a couple of earnings reports out today. Uh, one of them it was incredible. Walmart was incredible. It blew it away uh, online. Sales is was driving Walmart. Matter uh, of fact, I think the last time I saw it, their stock was up ten percent. And of course, Walmart's huge. Uh, that's got the Dow up three hundred points. Them and Boeing. Uh, Boeing got an upgrade because they're going to buy back a billion dollars worth of shares. I don't know. I mean, obviously, billion's not really a number, but it's a lot. Uh, the other side of it, J.C. Penney. Uh, down 25%. J.C. Penny stock is now a penny stock. Uh, <laughs> it's it actually under $2. Uh, huge loss, uh, much, much bigger than expected uh, at J.C. Penny. I guess the turnaround effort uh, not bearing the fruit people were hoping for. Listen, I, I, we'll see. going to be very, very hard for J.C. Penney's, for Sears, for Macy's, right? We we keep talking about it. This is a, you know, and it's really interesting. Even on Wall Street, you got to own the right things, and if you don't own the right things, it, it, it's just a few, right? You got to have uh, the Fang stocks, right? The Facebook, the Apple, the Netflix, the Google. And here's what's so funny: like Facebook, I don't know, like, down people that are on there, it's down fifty percent. You know, they they've lost. 50% of their traffic in the last two years, uh, which leads me to wonder about their revenue. Obviously, Google's killing it. Amazon's killing it. Netflix is having the growing pains now as well. And then you look at uh, the winners, right? Obviously, Walmart's a winner. Uh, the And then the losers, pretty much everybody else in that retail space outside of Walmart and Amazon, at least it seems like it. Uh, you know, what's funny is usually Walmart does when people have less money. It's one of those things when money gets tight, 
people know, okay, well, Walmart's the, you know, I, I, I'd rather go to Target, because right? it's not crowded at Target, right? I'd rather go there, but uh, you know what? I, I, I'm a, money's tight this month. I'm going to go to Walmart, and I'm going to suffer through the uh, slow checkouts and all that and, and, and go there instead, but uh, most of it, though, excuse me, big, big online uh, business. We had housing starts today. Really disappointed. Matter of fact, the whole housing complex over the last few days uh, has been negative. Home builder sentiment fell again. Housing starts, which was, I mean, there was not down 9% last month. We were supposed to have this big bounce back in housing starts. We didn't get it this month. Uh, mortgage application. Uh, of course, we know this story here. This has been dropping and dropping and dropping. Uh, down another 2% this week, 19% now lower than a year ago. Now, now mortgages isn't just buying, right, because that's also refi. So think about it. We're, we're down, let's call it, you know, round up here, 20% decrease in mortgage volume year over year. But when you looked inside the number, and this was the one, that really kind of hurt was applications for mortgages to purchase, right? And we've been watching this. It was down 3% uh, from the previous week, so a 3% drop in a week. Uh, and, and now the year-over-year numbers continuing to fall, and they said that, uh, right, you know, with rate, rates higher, homes costing what they cost less and less people uh, can afford to buy one uh, and, and so we'll have to see uh, all the signs there that we've probably got a top in the housing market uh, as home builders are losing confidence sales are down mortgage applications are down uh, and today there's I actually saw a couple of different articles talking about how prices now uh, people are starting to lower the price on homes, so maybe maybe we can get a little relief there. They're going to have to fall an awful lot for people to actually be able uh, to afford to buy an actual home in these. You know, the the prices. Let's face it. I mean, you, you can't have a house that the average price of a new home is over three hundred thousand dollars. And you have wages that really have not grown. I know they say it on TV they they have they haven't. I mean that. Sorry, I, I want them to. They they just haven't. Uh, and people being able to afford it. I tell the story all the time. I, I think I'd like to think that I am a prototypical family. Okay. Now my wife and I have been married for uh, 19 years, so maybe that. That maybe that's not typical anymore, right? A lot of people nowadays, right, seem to get divorced two, three, four times. Well, we've been married for 19 years. We've got two kids, right? Our oldest is a freshman in college. Our youngest is a sophomore in high school. And, you know, we go back, I go back to the first house we bought. It was 2000. We were just, you know, we were just starting out. Uh, we just had our son, you know, we, we we were living in an apartment, and we were on the third floor, and my wife was tired of lugging the kid in the, you know, in the, you know, in the little baby carrier up and down three flights of stairs and all that stuff, and, 
and we bought a house, and like a lot of people, we couldn't afford to live in North Scottsdale. I mean, that's where our apartment, we had an apartment in North Scottsdale, and we ended up buying a house up in Anthem. And for those of you that don't live uh, here in Arizona, and you're like, well, I don't know what that means, we were about 25 minutes north of what I'd call the central part of town. Okay, so so we were out there. You gotta you gotta drive a long way to get out there, and uh, it was a brand new development, right? This was a new home. They had all these parks and all these amenities. There was the, uh, uh, the community center, which was part of your HOA. So you had a place to work out. We had the, the community pool. We had what we called the big park, and then we had a bunch of little pocket parks. I mean, you got a lot. And granted, the house was, it wasn't a big house, you know, 1,600 square feet, and it was on a postage stamp, right? I think our backyard from the, uh, from the house to the retaining wall was about 12 feet, maybe, you know, let's go great, maybe it was 15 feet, it was, right, postage stamp. Uh, you, you could actually, on the side, I could uh, put my hand on the, my house and put my hand on the retaining wall to my neighbor uh, and not even be fully extended. I mean, that, that was, there was barely enough room for you to walk down uh, an alleyway uh, in between the houses. But the house... It was a hundred and you know about one hundred thirty thousand dollars. Today, and it's funny, is a friend of mine actually lives in the exact same model, and they live on a cul-de-sac. We lived on a cul-de-sac, right? All the same things. Matter of fact, here's what was funny: is there one street over from where we first had our first house? So I just asked them. I said, "Hey." You guys just got the place. He's like, yeah, we just moved in, blah, blah. How much did you pay? And he said to me, $285,000. And I was thinking to myself, and I'm like, oh, wow. And he was he was all happy. He thought, man, I got a great deal. Right? And wanted me to, to, you know, tell him, hey, I did good. And I was, and I, I couldn't, I was like, wow. And, I, and so I told him, he did not know that I used to live in Anthem and I used to live in this house. So I told him, I said, oh, you know, what's funny is I live one street over. I said, we bought this same model, brand new, for 130 grand. And at the time, and it was funny, so I was making, I don't know, 60000 you know, right around there, right around $60,000 a year. And... We were really pushing it. You know, we had to, you know, I had a car, my wife had a car. I mean, we lived far out, so you got to drive, you know, uh, for me to drive to work. It was about, it was about 45 minutes because I worked all the way downtown. Uh, it was about 45 minutes to drive to work. And, and I was thinking, you know, this was about the biggest house we could afford. And I don't know how, how, there's no way I could have afforded a $285,000 house. Here's what's funny is, four years later, we bought, we did the move-up thing. Remember the move-up? 
right? Whatever happened to the move up, right? That was how, how you know, my, my, I guess my first foray into the housing market is you bought a starter home, and then uh, as you progressed in your work, as you got, you know, hopefully you got promoted, you, you started to earn more money, you'd move up. And we bought a... It was, I want to say about, and don't, don't quote me, but it's about 2,800 square feet. It was 20, 20, let's call it 27, 2,800 square feet. Same deal. It was on a, in a cul-de-sac again. And it was a four-bedroom house, a little bit bigger of a yard. Uh, granted, so not, not a huge yard, but big enough you could put a pool in it. But that was about it. And uh, no pool, no, none of that. Uh, uh, the... Backyard was dirt, right? They you got you, they, they threw in a couple of trees for you and some rock in the front yard. That one. Now, by this time, now I'm making, uh, this is right before I came to Patriot. I'm making, I don't know, 90000 a year. I'll tell you what I paid for that one and relate it to what this guy just paid. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Mrs. Schlafly was a courageous and articulate voice for traditional values and common sense for more than 70 years. Now continuing that legacy, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. President Trump reasserted American leadership on trade and security in June. His historic performance at the G7 meeting in Canada, followed quickly by his meeting with North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un in Singapore, left no doubt that America is becoming great again on the world stage. Justin Trudeau, Canada's left-wing prime minister, was unnecessarily belligerent to Trump at the end of the G7 summit, and never Trump Republicans piled on. But American workers are behind Trump, and the stock market showed no harmful effects of Trump's pro-American, pro-tariff trade policies. The G7 summit, a gathering of the leaders of seven large economies, has been a farce, and they put it on full display in June. The G7 held a meeting devoted to gender equality, and we applaud how Trump showed up late for such an unproductive attempt at political correctness. The politicians at the G7 summit are in denial about how voters throughout Europe are rejecting the business-as-usual approach of the establishment. Recently, Trump's strong antitrust policies here at home against monopolistic technology companies have complemented his administration's principal support of fair trade. Many of the country's tech monopolies are all too anxious to give away American trade secrets to China in exchange for making a few bucks in that market. Already, China is manufacturing cheap smartphones, but where did it acquire the secrets to do so? Apple itself did not invent the smartphone, as the BlackBerry deserves more credit for that. But then Apple embarked on a business plan of selling in China, which typically requires giving China technology secrets to do so. The profits Apple made on those sales have been mostly kept outside the United States, so they have not helped Americans at all. The long-term effect of Apple's sales in China may simply be a transfer of secret technology developed here to a foreign power hostile to the United States. Trump was right to reject the globalism of the G7 summit and to send a long overdue message that the United States will no longer be taken for granted 
on trade. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. As President Trump fulfills his campaign promises, his accomplishments on trade, immigration, the economy, and protecting the unborn should be celebrated, not ignored or diminished. To track these victories, go to phyllisschlafly.com and find out what's next for the Trump presidency at phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back, 800 You know, and, and just using me as the example, because I, I, I'd like to believe that, that we're normal. <laughs> okay, and, and normal in the sense that, you know, we, we, we work hard, my wife and I work hard to raise our kids, and, and, and I'm just trying to give perspective on what is really happening. And we can live in denial, right? and we can be the, the headline readers if you want to. Because it feels good to read the headlines, doesn't it? It doesn't actually feel good to dig underneath it. But this is, this is really the story that is facing this next generation. We Remember, we talked about yesterday, oh, we can't do this to the kids and the grandkids. Well, guess what? We are the kids. And now I'm talking about my kids. So you think think about this. So the exact same home, 18 years later, now costs $285,000 used. Okay, two eighty-five. I couldn't have afford. I couldn't. I couldn't have afforded anything close to that. Right, and sixty thousand dollars. Even today, here's what's that. Even today, would be considered. Hey, you're doing okay. We bought a second home. Sold the first one. Bought a second one. The second one was two forty some. Let's call it two fifty. Bigger house. We did the move up. Right. We we moved up. We elevated because you know what I had gotten a, a new job and it was making more money. And at the time, I was making about ninety thousand dollars. And and granted, interest rates then right it was over seven percent. You know, the loan was like seven point one or seven point two percent. It was all we could afford, and we had good credit. Right, I mean, we, we we did. We had real good credit. And it was the maximum amount we could afford. Now today, you can't even buy the small house for that amount of money. Right? And you think about how is it that it's really going to work? Right? How is it that it's really going to work where you need to really essentially make a hundred thousand dollars a year to buy an entry level home twenty five miles outside of the city? How's it gonna work? There's only one way. Right? You gotta have both mom and dad working. 
and both mom and dad working and, and, and working, you know, a lot. And pretty much, hopefully, hopefully, i got to remember, I had some things going for me. I know, besides the fact that my wife had lost her mind uh, briefly and married me, outside of that, right, she's obviously insane. She stayed married to me for 19 years. There's something wrong. But, I, you know, thank, I, I, I thank the Lord above every day that she doesn't somehow get treatment for whatever it is that is that has caused her to do this. But we had no student loan debt. None. We had no credit card debt. I didn't even own a credit card. <laughs> when I tell you I was useless, <laughs> I was useless. I mean, I did not own a credit card. I was 28 years old. Did not own one. And we had no debts outside of our automobile. The homeowners association fee. And I only bring this up because, well, you'll see why. It was $35 a month when we moved in. Right? And that gave you, you know, all the parks I was telling you about, the community center, the weights, uh, the pool, all that stuff. The homeowners, uh, the homeowners dues now up there is north. I, I want to say it's like 125 or 135 dollars a month. So on top of the house, <laughs> you know, think about this. Now all of a sudden you got to you got to throw another 1,200 extra dollars a year on homeowners associations. It's not just the house, right? It's everything, and you start really. I mean. I keep saying it, right? It's simple math. There's no way the economics, the math behind the housing prices makes any sense. It doesn't. You know what makes sense to me? Hey, we just stopped building them. That makes sense. <laughs> We're not building that many because guess what? We know that most people can't afford it. You know what makes sense to me? Drive around this town. The only thing they build in this town are apartment buildings, and they build them everywhere. Because that's all people are going to be able to afford. And and so when you sit there and I, and I look at all of these numbers, and, and yeah, Walmart was great. J.C. Penney's pretty much going to go out of business, right? All that makes sense to me. Right? Because people, you know, the... the the average person out there, they just can't make enough money. I mean, making ninety grand a year can't get you a starter home. Not the starter home I was in. I mean, I guess maybe. Well, let me say this: if you had no payment, right? You didn't have a car payment, right? You didn't have a student loan debt. You didn't have any credit card debt. Then you could. But outside of that, right, I don't know how most people do it. Right, and I guess it's why most people, you know, you're sitting there, you're thinking people, they're 30-some years old, and they're still living with their parents. And, and we're calling this uh, prosperity. And you think about it, we talk about the debt, we talk about student loan debt, we household debt in the United States, uh, this number came out uh, the other day, set another all-time record high. Right, we talk about GDP. 
let me let me give you some numbers about four percent because we only added four a quarter. But let, let let's put it in perspective. The debt last year was six hundred and sixty six billion dollars. We said the small number. The small number this year is going to be two hundred and at a minimum. I'm going to be I'm going to be kind and to hope it doesn't get worse. This going to be $250 billion larger than last year. Do you know what that equates to in GDP dollars? That's 1% growth. Actually, a little more than 1%, about 1.1% growth. Think about that when we get back. We'll do some math together. I know it's your favorite subject. So we ramp up everybody's debt. Right, we, we know people age 65 and older never had this much debt ever. Right? More people. <laughs> and I don't mean to laugh, but, you know, the amount of people over the age of 65 with student loan debt now, right, is, is it's amazing. And you sit there and you go through every single category. Doesn't matter the gender. It doesn't matter the age group. The one thing that is real is everybody has more debt. Right? And so we call it prosperity, but is it? Then we look at the, obviously we know cities and states. I, I, I got, you know, uh, Chicago now. Uh, I want to say the rest just to pay for Chicago. <laughs> right? You need to fork over 125k just for the people that live in Chicago, right? Think about it. they haven't even paid the national debt, they haven't even paid the state debt, right? That's in Chicago, and it's going to get worse. And and you think they're going to be? I, I love all these rate hikes. Oh, they're going to raise twice here and three more. And this. No, they're not. They're not going to be able to. So I, now, don't get me wrong. They're going to raise here uh, next in September. I'm not sure about the end of the year, maybe. As far as, uh, I heard someone today, uh, they're planning on three rate hikes next year. That won't happen. It won't. Can't afford it. If it does, it's going to be even worse. But look at the debt. Just government spending on, you know, going into debt, borrowing money, equates to 1.1% of GDP growth. $20 trillion economy, 250 bucks, 1.1%. Don't do the math, take my word on it. And the CBO yesterday came out with a report that said, hey, you know what, we are a little too high on our GDP forecast for the year. They had a 3.3 number for the year. And now they're saying it's only going to be 3.1. Now we got 4.1 in the first quarter. Remember, uh, first quarter was like 2, then we got 4.1. So right now we're about 3, and the CBO thinks we're going to stay right about there, which makes me a little nervous. I hope, I want that to be true. But usually my history with the CBO is they're too optimistic. If you take away government debt, then GDP growth would only be 2%. Kind of right where it was. Right? The problem is, the the next year, 
The following year, 2019, CBO lowered that forecast as well and now says 2.5%. But guess what? The budget deficit next year is going to go up, we're hoping, only $250 billion, right? That's, I think it's going to be a little higher than that, right? I think it's going to be closer to $300 billion. 2020, they lowered that one too. Right? In 2020, they say we're going to be back below 2%. Problem is, the budget deficit <laughs> probably going to go up about $400 billion in 2020. So you, you kind of see where I'm getting at here when you, I know. Right, we we want to be excited, and yes, do do we do we like the tough talk? I do, I do, I like it. But the realities are really what we have is more of the same. It didn't matter, Democrat or Republican. Right, it used to be Republicans were going to be conservative. Republicans were going to balance the budget. Now we get Larry Kudlow comes on TV once a month and lies. He did it again today. Oh no! Well, the, 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 the GDP is gonna you know help with the deficit. No, it's not. I mean, not the GDP he's talking about. Three percent is not good enough. Heck, we found out even four percent. We got four percent for a quarter. What does the budget deficit do? And then you start really thinking about, okay, really? I got a a very average home on a postage stamp lot. I, I keep going back to it. Does 285 sound right? Or does 130 sound right? And, and then you start, how did we get there? Right now, here's what's funny is we're not calling the 285 a bubble. Right, we're not calling it a bubble this time. Well, what is it? Right, when you think about it, nobody can afford to buy it. Well, I shouldn't say that. People can, but just not not the average person on the street can afford to buy it. And, and and you really start thinking about and like I said, right, homeowners, right? I didn't even talk about water bills because up there, there's a the water bills up there are enormous. Didn't used to be when I lived there, but they are now. And you start putting all of these things together, and then you put the debt, right? Their credit card debt, their student loan debt, the cost of automobiles, right? Because you got to have a car when you live up there and do all that thing. It doesn't work. The math just doesn't add up. And you need to prepare, and I know it sucks to prepare for stuff. Yeah, it does. Right? We we want gold to go to three and four and five thousand. Like we really don't. It's going to be terrible. And I and, and, you know, and I look at this sell off. It's been what three months, four months, and they act like the whole world changed. It did change. Most of the world has gotten real slow. And unfortunately, we're just not ready to admit that we're slowing as well. I'm not worried about for the rest of this year. 
worried about next year, the year after, and the whole decade after that. Patriot Radio 2's hour final segment coming up. Final segment, 800-951-0592. Uh, and I know it's totally off base, but uh, the Treasury Secretary was out talking here just a minute ago. Uh, and the more troubling signs of, of the grasp. You know, uh, I used to use the expression, when, when you're trying to grab power, right, and you clench the fist, right, and then when you clench the fist, right, and then it leaks out, right, and you get all this leaking out, and, and this is exactly what's happening. Uh, they're, they're back talking about Turkey again. Turkey refusing to play ball. Right, the United States. Obviously, they want them to release the pastor. They want Turkey to intervene. Their central bank to intervene uh, and raise interest rates there. Turkey doesn't want to do that. They they also want Turkey to go to the IMF and have a bailout with the IMF. Turkey says, "Look, we're not doing that. We don't want to play by your rules." And and again, that's just a sign of of the the power weakening, if you will. Uh, they, the Treasury Secretary now just came out, w- warned that Washington is preparing more sanctions for Turkey. Really? I, I don't know. I didn't know Turkey was this big of a problem. <laughs> right? I mean, wait, I, I didn't know. Right? I knew, like, you know, North Korea was, they, they were the on the bad guy bus in, in Iran, they're in the bad guy bus in Venezuela, right? They're in the bad guy. I didn't know Turkey was in the bus. Apparently, Turkey's in the bad guy bus. Who knew? Of course, again, this is going to play out everywhere. And I think they're surprised that, oh, what? why aren't they just giving in, right? It'd just be easier to give in, and they're not giving in. Uh, he said that uh, more sanctions are prepared if... Brunson is not released quickly. They said that they, and they also said they were not going to take off the sanctions we already imposed, and we'll do more if you don't let them go. Remember yesterday they already said no. Um, well, I, I don't know. The lira now has reversed course. Remember, it, 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 it kind of had recovered uh, earlier in the day, uh, now going the other way, and again. Here we are. We talk about. I don't know. I don't know why we meddle in these countries. I really. I. I don't. I don't know about the pastor. I don't know the whole story. Uh, I don't believe for one minute that we were uh, innocent in the rev or the assassination attempt, if you will, of the Turkish president. Maybe we were. I don't know. Uh, but nonetheless, it seems like an awful extreme length to go. Uh, and again, this is going to put more pressure uh, on mar- the Chinese market, the Indian market, the Turkish market. These are big economies, right? This is not Greece. This is not Cyprus. Right now, I, and I get, I don't get it. Why do they think Turkey's going to all of a sudden change course? I don't think they are. Just kind of like, why do we think the Chinese are going to change their one road, one belt policy? They're not. At least I don't think they are, but I guess we'll have to wait and see all the more reason. If Turkey really does default, well, get ready. 
because that'll be the end of rate hikes. Uh, that'll be I don't I don't even know what that'll be. That'll be that'll be bad. That could be the end of the euro. That's how bad it would be. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Patriot Radio News Hour. One more show before the end of the week. <laughs> 